0: Sharing ideas about money. This
1: is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined by Russ Mould, Investment Director of Adria Bell. We're going to discuss the world of investment from a UK perspective. And I guess, really, it's the overall economic picture that most investors are worried about at the moment. And we're talking about, a, you know, after a week or two in which markets everywhere have gone into decline. I so saw
0: a piece today saying it's really
1: rare for gilts and equities both to be going down.
0: It is. No, yes. Not good for risk parity funds that I would suggest, but we'll yeah. probably touch up on that another time. Um, but yeah, even commodities, which, I you know, we've banged on about a lot mm. have been dragged down and oil stocks and mining stocks have been thumped. And I think that's fears of demand destruction for raw materials. So I, you know, I can still see a case whereby under a stagflationary environment or inflation environment commodities, because you can't print them um, would, mm. would still be, and there are, st- you know, then supply grows generally slower than the supply of paper money. There would still be an angle, uh, 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 an investment case for them there. But as we saw after 2007's economic peak around the world, the Bloomberg Commodity Index did peak after the equity indices, and it did go down because there was demand destruction because yes. the economy, global economy, went into recession. That you 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 can't get away from that. So in the short term, that might be another hiding place that doesn't look quite as comfy as it once did. But I think mm-hmm. they, they, you know, in in terms of Bear markets or what what does this mean for share prices? Because clearly as ever, share prices are ahead of economists and ahead, dare I say, of analysts. And I've been one, certainly been an analyst myself, never want to be tied with the brush of being an economist. But in in terms of being an analyst, I've been, and, and it's not an easy place to find yourself. You know, you you move early and you downgrade your numbers, you get loads of grief or you get blamed or you can be wrong or the company gives you loads of hassle. So there is an element of resistance to going away from and and also people naturally don't feel necessarily comfy with going away from the pack anyway. So there is a big disincentive to that, and operational gearing is very, very hard to model. And and you're also generally having to put in the house forecast you're given by the economists and they're always bullish. So that's a natural handicap for starters. starters. But if you look at, you know, Robert Ray's Dow theory, now I know he wrote it back in 1932 uh, and there've been many, there were many cycles before and there've been many cycles after, but then it's not bad. And just think about it in these terms, you know, he argued there are three principal phases of a bear market. And this is talking about equities. The first represents the abandonment of hopes upon which stocks were purchased at inflated prices. The second reflects selling when decreased business and earnings come through. And the third is caused by distress selling of sound securities, regardless of their value, by those who must find a cash market for at least a portion of their Mm. assets. So if you're using that as a framework, you can definitely argue that from a financial market perspective, phase one is well on its way, or indeed not far off from being finished because we've seen a washout in speculative counters if you've been kind, garbage if you're not SPACs, i p o s new listings cryptocurrencies, all sorts of speculative stuff which has worked well if you've timed it right but which has been very painful if you haven't this second phase of earnings downgrades not sure it's really big on I think the market's smelling it, which is why again share prices are down um but if you look at The FTSE 100 here in the UK, analysts are forecasting earnings increases for 2022 and 2023. The same in the USA, and that's basically from record levels to even higher record Mm. levels, which at a time when input costs are going up, cost of capital is going up, and in some cases, taxes are going up, certainly here in the United Kingdom, you're relying on a lot of things to go right in terms of the top line, and it just doesn't feel like it's going that right at the moment. So again, I would be... I'm getting lots and lots of questions as to where the bottom is. And I think in itself, that tells me that we haven't got there because people haven't given up hope yet, not being facetious. But I would think that once we start seeing some chunky earnings downgrades, I'll feel a lot more comfortable because I think the market's ahead of analysts in the first place. Have we got to that third stage of distress selling of people just laying their, their claws on anything? No. no. That's the phase when all correlations go to one. I think we've seen some of it potentially. I think the crypto washout, and the decline in margin use on the New York Stock Exchange, for example, are definitely interlinked. And I think this may be what's weighing on the Microsofts, the Apples, because they haven't really dished out a profit warning. And in the end, let's face it, they will be the ultimate cash machine for anybody needing a liquid asset or needing to raise cash, because most people will have a profit there. They'll be relatively easy to sell. Um, And they probably haven't suffered as much as the other stuff. So, you know, if you really see those wash out, then I think we're potentially in a very interesting situation indeed in terms of things getting better. Okay, let's uh, take a brief pause there.
1: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm in discussion with Russ Mole, Investment Director of AJFL. I mean, Russ, you you talked about analysts not wanting to get ahead of the, the curve, but you have been warning just for this it, for me, Quite No, absolutely not. But uh, on the other hand, you were one of those who have been warning, I mean, Frankly, ever since I first started talking to you on Share Radio, it's going back quite a long, long time. You've been warning about some of the chickens that are coming home to to roost. Um, you have been saying in previous weeks that, um, amongst other things, you know, real assets and commodity stocks are one of the things that might be worthwhile. I think last time you were talking about some of the some of the sectors that were out of favour. You were talking about yeah, uh, builders, banks, banks. I think banks, at the time, builders, and builders. Banks,
0: non-life insurers. I mean-
1: what should investors do? Because clearly, psychologically, private investors perhaps as they're not in the game, are the ones who can tend to panic when they suddenly see their portfolio showing red absolutely everywhere. So how do they avoid and what do they do? I mean, last time, I think you said, make sure you've got some cash because there will come the moment when you should plunge back in, but we're not there yet.
0: No, and I I think that generally, as we know, as motion increases, returns decrease, to paraphrase Buffett. So we've always got to be careful not to want to do too much because none of us are going to time the bottom. Mm-hmm. And none of us are going to time that just as none of us will time the top. So I, I think uh, again, we're in that stage of the game when we're probably still playing. The Americans would rather gaudily call it playing defense mm-hmm. and you're just making sure that you stay in the game. And, you know, I, I and if I'm wrong and everything's about to get absolutely hunky dory, whether well, you're still in the game anyway, so fine. But, if, but it's, it's, you know, it's, Focusing on preservation of capital and return of capital is is, I still think going to be very important. It's always important, particularly during these difficult, these tricky, unpredictable times, as well as return on capital. So if you've got a diversified portfolio, great. I think if you've done something that, you know, deep down is beyond your normal appetite for risk, you've had a bit of a lash or a punt at something or somebody's given you a tip. I think they're the ones that will probably keep you awake at night if they start going wrong, because you maybe didn't do as much research as you would have done normally. And I think they're the things that can generally hurt. So I think those are the things you must focus on now and really make sure that you want them. And if you don't, they're not your normal. Yeah. And how psych you know, you need to test those. I think it's psychologically very difficult to do.
1: I was going to say, how psychologically do you keep your head when all the is losing theirs?
0: Well, in the end, it comes down to valuation and balance sheets. Mm. It's down to cold, hard numbers. It's not down to airy fairy narratives. So it's how is the company's balance sheet, you know, Can it withstand a big downturn? If earnings go to zero, it goes into a loss for a year or two, does it matter? Can it still, does it still have enough cash to pay its interest bills? After that, frankly, things, if the answer is yes, you're okay. If you've got pots of debt and you're relying on fairly bullish earnings forecasts to keep paying those interest bills, mm, you're probably going to walk into a rights issue of a dilutive nature at the very least, or something more, certainly a share price Mm -hmm. decline or something more serious.
1: All questions perhaps everybody should have asked when the market was falling out of bed because of the pandemic.
0: Um, and shrewd, shrewd people would, uh, you know. Be... And, and 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 actually that's quite a good way of looking at it because then you just go back and look at which companies quickly had to raise potfuls of equity because they'll probably have to do it again. And so that's actually quite a good cheat's rule of thumb. If there is a recession, who will come knocking on your door for more money at well, very low levels? Of course, if the market is
1: being tapped for lots of extra, gosh, that's not going to help
0: it recover. It will. That process eventually comes to an end, yeah. but yeah, it, it, is, it, it is a difficult, pro- yeah, in the end. When do bull markets end? When the money runs out. Why does the money run out? Because it's been put into things it shouldn't have been that were overpriced. Or you're deluged with Duff primary offerings or you're deluged with rescue secondary offerings. Yes. You know, so that's when the money runs out. Uh, And, you know, again, (laughs) given that central banks are currently draining liquidity from the market, that is a key consideration as well. So, yeah, at the moment, you you are kind of in don't fight the Fed mode because the Fed is determined to drain liquidity. If the Fed changes its mind, which at some stage it's gonna, uh, and that's why you just need to make sure you can stay in the game and get there. That's when things might start to turn around as well. But again, if you're looking for things that will help you, again, markets will sniff it out before Mr. Powell does, you know, the federal reserve since it's his, in its entire history has never once accurately forecast a recession. So I'm not relying on the fed to do it this time around. And this is a, again, an institution that said that, you know, inflation would be chances. No, He's now promising as yes, a Never accurately term. forecast
1: it, but many times they've managed to produce one.
0: That, well, there you are, you see. So <laughs> yes. maybe they can, they can smell that one coming. So I wouldn't rely on Mr. Powell. I would look yeah. at some tried and tested market indicators that might just give you a bit of a help. And that will be the Dow Transports Index, Small Caps and Dr. Copper. And, if, and at the moment, they're all going down. If they, if they start smelling a recovery, believe me, they'll be way ahead of Mr. Powell. Russ,
1: thank you very much indeed. That's Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. That's been the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. <laughs>
0: sharing ideas about money this is share radio